This is TVNR. Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of TVNR. We're doing this again. I'm really excited. Um, you'd have seen that each and every episode took a little while longer than I imagine a lot of people would have anticipated. But I really want to spend time in making sure that the content and the people that we get on TV are are worthy of of your time and um, you know are able to add value to everyone's lives. If you don't know what TV and R is all about, it's for people within the television and radio industry. Just you know whether you're a professional, whether you sort of still you know on the come up, it's to sort of help you in in areas that perhaps the internet may not be able to to assist. I think there's there's a lot of things you can learn from people and their experiences, um, things that you can't necessarily learn from a Google search. I'm really excited about today's conversation. Uh, we are in conversation with incredible actress Ama Kamata. Uh, you would have watched um, Netflix's latest African original, which I'm really excited about. I had the honor of um, basically getting a preview into all of the episodes. And Ama is going to be joining us in a few uh, I know we get this all the time. I'm going to pin this comment. There's Amma. Um, but we get this all the time where I... uh, Amma, Amma, of course, plays the role of Buleng Kumalo on Blood and Water, which I'm really excited about. We're getting her on now. Hey! Hi! I'm so, I'm so excited! about this for for weeks and and here we are south africa has gotten to see blood and water how are you feeling i'm feeling so incredible it's such an incredible honor and thank you so much for having me and for doing this um the reception of the show so far has been so so like humbling like people are really enjoying the show uh, so thank you guys shout out Shout out to you what guys. were you nervous? What were you most nervous about? Because I imagine there's some scenes, or you know, and and because this is not episodic and that it comes out every week, but it sort of just all comes at people. Is there a specific episode, a specific scene that you're nervous about? There were quite a few. Um, I think the one that sticks out the most is definitely the intimate scenes uh, with, uh, dif- with different characters, because yes, I haven't really different characters. <laughs> Because, like, I haven't done anything like that. It was, like, my first time doing something like that and just being vulnerable and completely trusting the process. Um, That was quite nerve-wracking. But I enjoyed it. I think I had more good uh, scenes than I did, like, oh, my gosh, I'm nervous. Yeah. And, I mean, the show is very sexy in in itself. Mm. Uh, And the guys are are not bad-looking either. So You know what I'm saying? You know... So They're not too bad on the eyes, guys. Survive and don't lie to us. Was they? I mean, the chemistry uh, between you and KB or your character and KB's is so intense. Tell us the truth. Give us the jewels. Was it? Was there something? Was there something? Come on, come on. Just even if it's like a little bit. No, guys, it was complete. We were acting, okay? It's called acting, all right? No, 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 it was definitely, it was so professional. I think Saban was so, so amazing. I think I really enjoyed having him as a co-star. There were a lot of scenes where we had to lean on each other emotionally for support. Yeah. And he really pulled through for that, you know. Um, he was just great to shoot with, but nothing like that at all. Like, that was, okay. it was work. We'll take your word for it, girl. But uh, I mean, on the actual show, I love how it explores, you know, sexuality as as a whole. And we're able mm-hmm. to see, you know, uh, things that a couple of years ago, people would be like, oh my gosh, is that really happening? 
um, on my TV. And I'm not just speaking, you know, around um, pansexuality as, as framed in, in, in the series, but just around girls owning their sexuality, mm -hmm. which I thought mm -hmm. was, was really, really cool. And that they were deciding, I want to do this. This is something that mm -hmm. I want. And you know, Leng says at some point, I'm, no, I'm not ready. I think for the longest of time, uh, girls were sort of made spectators within their sexuality. Yeah. And, and now we're sort of um, taking chance, um, rather taking charge. Do you think that was mm -hmm. a deliberate decision on, on the writer's end? I mean, our writer is Nosipo Dumisa. She's a incredible. She also she wrote and directed the show. Yes. So I definitely think um, that played a part into it. I mean, she is a woman. She understands what we go through, and I'm glad that she put that in. You know, I'm glad that Buleng is that character that shows young girls like take ownership of your body and what you want to do. You know, don't feel yes. pressured to do it because um, your boyfriend or whatever. Like, I don't want to give away too much of the show. You guys have to watch, yes. but. Yeah, I feel like Bulleng's definitely that character that takes ownership, not only in her sexuality, but everything in her life, you know. Um, she really is determined and strong-willed, and she just goes for it. For those who haven't as yet seen the show, which they should be because it is streaming globally right now, um, yes. what is Blood and Water about? Blood and Water is about Bulleng Kumalo, who's played by yours truly. She yes. goes on a journey to find her abducted at birth um, older sister who was kidnapped six, 17 years ago at, at the hospital. And so she meets this girl. Um, she sees this girl at a party and she kind of suspects that that could be her sister. And she goes mm. on this journey of trying to figure out if this girl is her sister. But I think what motivates her the most is just her family. She really wants to put her family together because it's just been, the, it's been this dark looming um, thing about her sister has been missing and she really wants to get to the bottom of it. And she meets a lot of interesting characters um, at Parker's College. She transfers to that, that school. Yeah, and, and as soon as she transfers, she almost plays FBI. You know, her, her, her parents are very much on the surface, like, oh my gosh, she's waiting for what the cops uh, are doing. And I think the story was very deliberately around a young girl being the one to take charge. What yeah. did you think as you were going in were the things that Buleng, once she saw Fili, um, other than the birthday, she thought, that could be my sister. I think things just started connecting. Um, as, like, the more she investigated and found out about Fili, the fact that Fili in herself doesn't really know a lot about her own life. Um, yeah. There's a lot of missing links in her own life. And I think Buleng deliberately just tried to get into her space and learn more about this person and you know in one of the scenes like Fikile doesn't know she doesn't have baby pictures her parents also can't explain you know when she was born like there's just so many questions around identity so I think do you think it could have a thing of do you think it also could have been a sorry sorry to interrupt you but a sense of frustration no, no, no. that all these years we're celebrating this girl's you know birthday like oh my gosh let me just figure out who on earth this person is so that we can continue with life. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I think you see that from the very first episode. It, 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 that's definitely. And also, but I think it's also about the fact that her father is going to go to jail. Um, it's also about protecting her family. You know, she wants to get to the bottom of this to protect her father because he's going to mm. be blamed for something that he didn't do. Mm. Let's speak about you, Amma. Um, you've had quite uh, the journey and you said to me in a conversation we had that it feels like a proper 360 moment uh, because yes. one of your first gigs was My Perfect Family. Yes, and so that was my first gig. Yes, no, no. My Perfect <laughs> Family was my first gig. 
and yeah. you actually left the show when I like came into the show. So that is like a full circle yeah. moment. Like that is so weird. Yeah. It's like amazing. That's, that's crazy. But I mean, you've gone yeah. on to do incredible things. I mean, you on Gomorrah as well. You know, currently there's a lot of young, you know, aspiring actors watching this right now. What do you mm-hmm. think has you know pulled you through and and because it takes a while and you know people will mm. think that you sort of just kind of open your eyes one day and you're there, uh, but it takes a while, doesn't it? No, it does. It it takes a lot of prayer. Um, just I think also knowing what you want and who you are. Um, mm. I think once you establish that, you know what you want and you know who you are. The universe and God just starts working to just make things happen for you. You know. And just prayer. I mean, if you're spiritual, I am. I pray a lot. You know, I've prayed about. I prayed about this opportunity before it yeah. even happened. You know, yeah. I remember like beginning of 2019. You know, when you like set out your visions and your goals, I was like, God, I really want to be a lead character in a, in a show. Like that is God. If you can give me that, and look please. at you now. Look and you look now. at what God did. He was yeah. like, Prada girl, yeah, yeah. take, yeah. take Netflix. And, there you go. And, you know, you you. It's incredible how it's happened because now you're on a show that's streaming globally, Han. Yeah. Like the whole world is watching. Does that is that like yeah. does that give any pressure? Do you feel pressured because especially if you just you know sort of starting out, it's like boom mm-hmm. in your face and it's all happening. Are you are you taking it in? Uh, you know, are you understanding the magnitude of the moment? Definitely. Um, it's not. I don't feel pressure. I'm more excited. You know, I'm more excited to represent my country, my continent on a global stage. Um, the fact that I get to be um, one of the young African artists that gets to show showcase the talent that we have and the potential we have on this continent, you know, I take that as a privilege, as an honor. I'm very excited, um, yeah. and it doesn't limit me in terms of like what I can do and how I think now. You know, like yeah. the world is literally my oyster, and all of our oysters, the people um, involved in the show. You know. Well, let's go back to to blood and water and how it explain uh, explores the world of the haves and the have-nots and the disparities and inequalities of the country that we live in. And you see how mm-hmm. there's such a vast difference in 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 you know the, the manner in which even children, you know, dependent on the schools that they take them, how they turn out, how they behave, what they mm-hmm. exposed to. We mm-hmm. see Pule move from one school um, to a more affluent. school do you think that changed her a lot because as soon as she comes in they say welcome to the jungle you know mm. and <laughs> the real jungle is actually where you came from but this is a different yeah. kind of jungle what do you think you know the difficulties that that puling experienced in in the different worlds i think well i think the school that she went to before wasn't really i mean it was still a good school it was predominantly white yeah. Um, yeah. but I think it was just a different level now. You know, there's just there's yeah. levels to this thing. Yeah. Um, but I think she. I don't think. I think Billing was on a mission at that school. I don't think she was really worried about um, how people were going to receive her or what clothes she had. It was definitely just to find out who her sister was. Um, she was on it. She was there on a mission. She wanted to find out is this girl my sister? Um, I think that was her journey mm. going into Parkhurst College. But you see it even if it's not on like the actual school grounds, you know, in in her going to KB's house or going to Felix's mm, party or mm. you know being uh, at at a hotel with her friend where she otherwise would not have have been. Do you think worlds like that, and we're speaking now in real life, sort of expose young people to things that they otherwise would have been protected from? No, definitely. Um, I think that you know, Pulang being exposed to that. She feels like she doesn't fit in, you know, and 
I think that she definitely like she tries to navigate herself through that world of just being with people who have so much and she doesn't. Um, yeah. I think what that teaches young people is just the importance of just knowing who you are. Don't change who you are no matter where you go. You know, I hope that that's what the, the, the message that Bling, like the message that Bling gives um, yeah. is to just stick true to yourself. Because I think even though she was in that environment and around those people, she was still herself. She knew herself and she knew what her goal was. And did you ever feel like there were moments where, you know, you felt like a moment was bigger than you created and you, or you had to sort of, I don't know, configure yourself in order to be able to fit into a, into a room, in, you know, into a space where you, you felt like you weren't enough? In, in your real life? life? Yeah. Probably. I probably have. Um, I can't really think of something right now, but I think feeling like, feeling like you have to fit in is something that everyone can relate to. You know, I think we've all been in spaces where we walk in, we don't really feel confident. We feel like the smallest people in the room. But you know what? I feel like one thing my mom has always taught me is, um, and what I've always carried with me is humility, gratitude, and respect will take you far in life. Mm -hmm. So everywhere I go, I just try to carry those principles with me. Um, mm -hmm. In any room that I walk in, you know, it's just about being humble. It's about respecting everyone, no matter who you are. Um, no matter if you uh, the security guard or you're the CEO, treat everyone with the same respect and just stay true to who you are. Yeah. Great message for the youth. Yes, Queen. And I asked that question also because in as much as it's, it's uh, you know, a lot of young people that are in the cast, there's also quite a few legends that yes. are, you know, in the cast. You have your Silomake Ganubes, your Kolile Shabalalas, your Baby Kelly's, yes. like, levels, haunty. Did you ever feel, like, intimidated? Like, I remember doing, I think I was on Generations, and I did a, a scene with Jack, with Jack Mabasso, and you feel like, like, oh my gosh, this yes. is actually really happening, you know? And I, yeah. I, I forgot yeah. about this halfway through. It was like, you know, trying to take this moment in. What was it like for you, especially in that scene where you're at the party and KB's dad, played by uh, Butsillo, comes through? You know, can I tell you a funny story <laughs> about that scene? Um, Butsillo is so, so, Ubabsilo, you need to put you ask these guys, Ubab, Ubab. Yeah. Ubabsilo is so, so amazing. Um, in that scene in particular, I forgot my lines, you know, because obviously I'm standing in front of greatness. I'm standing in front of Archie from Generations. Yeah. You know, that's how I know it. Literally, that's how I know him. You know? So then I forgot my lines. I was like, um, um, and then he's like, this is your line. And I was like, oh, thank you. So he like fed me my line, you know? It wasn't, I didn't feel intimidated because they were also welcoming and very supportive and just there for me, you know? So it was great working with them. It was a great experience. I think you find that with some of the greatest people who work in this industry and have been working in this industry for a long time, they themselves, you know, they, they realize their greatness, but it's, it's not what, the, it's not their greatness that keeps them going and they, you know, on yeah. their minds, they're doing mm. what they love. You know, somebody else just said, mm. how dare she come on here without knowing her lines? Meanwhile, you know your lines, you just yeah. sort of, you know, like taken by Guys. the moment. When Bob Silo was standing in front of you, I promise you, you can rehearse your lines and we rehearsed them. <laughs> and during rehearsal, I got the lines, like we did it. But then as soon as they said action, I was just like, oh yes. my goodness, guys, what was lying again? And he just gave it to me. He was really amazing. Yeah. It looked like such a fun set, you know, to work on. Natasha's character drove me up the walls and she did that so well. <laughs> 
Um, yes, I'm just like, she's that know-it-all girl who sits in the front of the class, answers all of the questions that are not being asked. Um, and, you know, the dynamic between you guys was absolutely fantastic. Obviously, the dynamic between you and uh, Kosi, who plays Vila, was also fantastic. What were some of your favorite moments shooting uh, Blood and Water? So my favorite moment shooting Blood and Water was definitely... So whoever knows me knows I'm a big Nasty C fan, guys. Yes. I am obsessed with Nasty C. Yeah. So when he was on set and he, like, when I found out he was going to be on the show, first of all, I was like, oh, my goodness, guys. Okay, let's just take this all in. And everyone was like, yeah, he's going to be on the show. I'm like, no, guys, Nasty C is going to be on the show. Like, he's coming yes. to our set. Yeah. And I spoke to the producers and I was like, guys, if he needs, like, if you guys need an extra trailer, he can have mine. I don't <laughs> mind. Um, can we just make sure that he's okay and he's happy, you know? <laughs> and I think just shooting with him was such, it was so, he's so much fun. He's such a cool guy. And I think you really did a great performance on Blood and Water. So I'm really, really excited for everyone to see that. Amazing. Um, for those who haven't as yet seen Blood and Water, I think we are out of time. Am I, am I lying? What time is it? Half past nine. No, we still got plenty of time. We still got plenty of time. Great. Let's keep this going. Tell me about the dynamic between, I mean, it's a, it's a mainly female-driven you know, drama. I love that it's written by, you know, a, a female. I love that it's directed by uh, a female. And we're seeing a lot of, you know, uh, shows coming on board sort of in, in that same direction and the sort of a lot of female leads, which I'm so excited yeah. uh, about. And people about think time. women can't be in the same room together. No, not at all. Not at all. I think on the set, we were all so supportive. Um, Gail Mabelane, shout out to Gail. I, I saw she's in the comments. Gail was so amazing. I remember there was one time, because um, we were just shooting a lot, and I was doing a lot of scenes every single day. And I was really tired, you know, feeling a bit exhausted. And Gail bought me, like, a care package. Um, I told her I really wanted Red Bull and a bubble bath. Like, just telling her casually in conversation yeah. that I really felt like I really needed a bubble bath, and I needed this, and I needed that. And literally the next day, she came with all of that for me. She's like, girl, here you go. You know, make, just to make sure you're okay. Yeah, like, yeah. this is for you. And I think with Corsi as well, um, Corsi and I really leaned on each other for support because, um, you know, the show is mainly focused around our characters. So we really were just holding each other's hand and like, girl, I got you. Whatever you need, I'm here for you. And we had a lot of mm -hmm. conversations just about, like, how big this moment was for us, you know. And also Nosipo, who's our director, who's a black female. She's amazing. Um, such, I had such a great time working with Nosipo. She's such a perfectionist. And what I love most about working with her is just her attention to detail. And you would see that as well, if you, like when you watch the show. You know, everything is intentional. Every shot is intentional. So I really enjoyed working with females. Yeah. More, more females, guys. And I can power. understand that. Yeah. Yes, yes. I can understand how, you know, you'd grow exhausted because your character literally goes through so many, so many highs and so many lows. And I'm going to touch again just on, you know, being in, I don't know if we spoke about this earlier, but it's, it's just around being in the shadow. And we see it in the first, the very first opening scene of, of the show where they're celebrating your abducted sister's birthday and it's you yeah. blowing out the candles. And I remember thinking, why is she blowing out the candles? And it's almost hey. like, uh, you know, Buleng has had to carry you know, the weight of her sister's shoulders for all of, of these years. Mm, mm, mm. No, definitely. And I think that's one of the main reasons why um, in the first episode, she's like, mom, we can't do this anymore, you know. And I think for her, it's very difficult because she is living in the shadow of someone that basically doesn't, who never existed in her life. Yeah. You know? She just knows about this person. 
but this person never existed. And yeah. I think it's one of the main reasons why she goes on her journey to discover like the truth, like what guys, what was ha- was happening? Okay, what is what is the chat? Yeah, I think it also opens the conversation around mother daughter relationships and you Definitely. know how yeah, and you, for for Pulen she wasn't being seen, you know she was there, but she wasn't at all being seen. And I think there are many girls who you know whether you know they're growing up in a household right now or are grown women. who may or may not have felt seen whether it be at home and the workplace or wherever it is what do you think bullying did that you know got her parents attention to say okay you know what we actually think of you as an adult so much so we're going to have a conversation to let you know what is actually going down sorry what was the question i didn't get that what do you think it is that bullying did in the story that got her parents to stop and say you know what we're actually going to treat you like an adult and let you know what's oh, actually okay. happening and recognize your existence i think it was just the the fact that she was very vocal about how she felt about the whole situation about bullying you know she didn't support it even in the beginning of like the 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 in the first episode when she's like why does bullying get a free tiered cake You know, we go to spur, we get yeah. like these lousy birthdays, but you really go all out to celebrate this person's birthday and we're really tired of it. I think she was very vocal. Her parents knew where she stood with the whole thing. And I think also for them themselves personally, they were also like tired of just hitting dead ends all the time, you know. Yeah. Um so it was like let's just put this thing to rest and this is this is the situation, this is what it is. Um so yeah. Can we also touch on um Wade's character? I really enjoyed oh, him. I, I really Wade. really enjoyed him. And friend zoning. You see that already. So Oh. It is what it is, guys. Well, obviously you guys are acting, but in yes. re- in in the story playing friend zones him. Do you think it's something we girls do all the time with the right guy is like literally under your nose but you're looking like over there but guys why is done that is that what you doing but why isn't kb the right guy as well cuz kb is also sweet i mean you're right you're right like kb is also a nice guy say, it's not to say why are you defending kb when <laughs> <laughs> no but i just want to know it's not to say that kb is the wrong guy but what i'm saying is wade was there before kb technically mm. So why was Wade not given the opportunity when he had been asking for it from the beginning? Hey guys, I think it's something we do as girls. You know that the saying that nice guys finish last, eh? Hey? Yeah. I feel like Wade just made himself too available. You know, KB yeah. was a bit of mystery there. Like, what what's happening yeah. with this guy? You know, there's something yeah. I'm not sure. It's like he was just something about KB. <laughs> I dating? see I see I'm then And then what do we do with that answer? Like then what must happen? I know people want to know, honey. Ah, guys. Know. Also now if you have a boyfriend, he's going to be subjected to six episodes of you possibly kissing the one guy which you then decide to friend zone and then doing other stuff for those who haven't watched with another guy. 
You know who's so, most concerned about that is my mom. My mom is actually. I was watching the this subjects. Oh my gosh, you changed. No, no, subjects. no. But I'm just saying, like the person who's most concerned about that is my mom. My mom literally. Yeah. So I ca- I came back from work today and I walked in. My mom was watching. Um, literally, I walked in and she was watching the sex scene, and she's like, oh, no. she's like, oh, no. I, I I can't watch this. Like, so I think my mom is more concerned about like, you know, me kissing and doing all of yeah. that. She is like having a hard time. She can't see it. Well, you've very successfully evaded the question. Well done. We'll see if we can go back to it. But there's there's a scene there's a scene where um, Gail's character tries to have the conversation of the birds and the bees with with Bulling. <laughs> have you had Have you had a conversation about the birds and the bees with your mom? Oh, can I tell you the conversations my mom just went with? Uh, like when yeah. like I'm a Sex will always be there, whether you're 80 or you're 21. Like you just, sex will always be well, there. I mean, literally. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, mom, she's like, don't even rush it. So, <laughs> yeah, that's how it went with my mom. The birds and the bees conversations. I think the only one I got, um, I had had my, it was my first day of high school, and I had had my period for the first time, and I was horrified. So I scream, mom, and she comes running in, and there's you know blood there, and she literally said to me. Okay, now you can fall pregnant, so don't have sex. Yeah, or like don't don't stand next to boys. Like you can't talk to boys because if you talk to a boy, you'll fall yeah, pregnant. Yeah, that was literally you know that African thing. Yes. <laughs> if you one day, I mean, I know you're still probably a very long way to go until those days. But how do you think you'd construct a conversation about the birds and the bees with my daughter or yes. my son? I think I'd be very honest about yes. it. You know, I really would like to be an honest parent. Um, I would really want my my kids to feel comfortable to speak to me about anything. So I would teach them a lot about, especially if I'm having a girl, I'm really teach her about um, not feeling ashamed of exploring her sexuality and what she would like to do with her body. Yeah. It's completely her choice. Not to feel like a guy needs to tell her and, you know, because a lot of that can become like abuse, but that's a different uh, conversation. Mm-hmm. But I definitely would have that conversation. And I think Buleng has that. You know, she really, um, for those who haven't watched, but, you know, I think for those who have, see that Buleng really takes charge of the moment. You know, it's her choice. It's yeah. what she wants to do. She doesn't feel pressure to do anything, to please anyone. You know, I was, I was also, you know, that girl in school. I remember, uh, I think I was in grade eight, and a friend of mine told me that, she's like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what my boyfriend gave me for my birthday. So I'm like, mm-hmm. what did he give you? And then she says, some D. <laughs> but I'm in grade eight. What? So I was, I was horrified. I, I never wow. spoke to her again. Um, wow. But I've, I, my mindset has since changed. You know, I think mm. then it was a little bit judgmental. Mm. I think, you know, it's, uh, sure. I mean, I have my own ideas of when it should and shouldn't happen. But it's not to say I get to tell others when it should yeah. and shouldn't happen for them. And what mm. I loved most about Blood and Water, I think it's there's a scene where uh, I forget the character of your best friend's name, Zama. Zama is is getting is giving head. Yes, she's getting head. She get, yes, but she's getting head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, no, 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 you no, guys have seen girls. Yeah, you guys have seen. Yeah, yeah. She's getting. She's getting head. <laughs> And but I haven't seen the first well, episode, I'm sure. She was getting ahead. You know, you mm. said it earlier how certain, you know, decisions are deliberate. She was getting, you know, the head. I think for, for a lot of uh, the movies and series as we've watched, it's sort of the other way around. Anyway, your character mm. comes in and she's for a second shocked, but keeps it moving. For me, 
I would have been like, oh my God, I am unfriending you right now. You know? No, I feel, it's I feel like, how yeah. no, continue. I feel like, I feel like it's just how things are these days, you know? I think people nowadays, I mean, it's also a generational thing, you know? I think kids these days are more open, you know? There's more conversations about that. I think back in the day, um, it wasn't like that, you know? It was a very much taboo thing. Um, but I think yeah. now, with, you know, the women's empowerment movements, with shows like Blood and Water, just teaching young girls, yes. it's okay to, like, take charge, guys. It's your body, it's your choice, and, you know, there's no judgment. Be happy, yeah. guys. Be happy. We just want and you to be And it's also just happy. about being a responsible young woman, I think. Yeah. That, that's that's uh, still being an, an important part in that, but owning your body, owning your sexuality, being proud of who you are. Uh, there's so many, there's so many sort of themes explored within blood and water, you know, whether it be family, whether it be friendship, whether it be pansexuality, whether it be, you know, there's so much, you know, yeah. underage drinking even, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and that being a reality. I think a lot of shows that we've watched, yeah. No, I'm going to put it out there because a lot of shows yeah. that we watch sort of shy away from showing that mm -hmm. when we know that mm -hmm. that's the reality that reality. is happening. You know, we're showing what young people are actually doing in 2020 and have been doing for many years, but many shows have been able, uh, uh, unable to show it because they've been too scared to show it. What has been your favorite theme? On Bad and Water? Yes. I think it's definitely the relationship between um, just the mother and daughter dynamic. <laughs> um, that was a very interesting theme. Um, also, the pansexual, the, the sexuality, discovering, yeah. you know, the youth just, I think each and every single character on the show really is trying to discover what the kind of impact they want to have on, in society. So whether it's Wendy with her wokeness or Pule, I mean, uh, Fugile with, you know, her just trying to be authentic to who she is or um, Chris, I was about to say Anu, but that's his real name. Yes. Chris, um, with his pansexuality, I think, each and every single character is trying to just navigate their way through society. So I really like that. I think it's something that everyone can relate to no matter how old you are. Because, you know, yeah. life is just we're constantly evolving as human beings. We're trying to discover who we are. So I think these characters, people can really relate um, yeah. to their journey. And, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm really excited for everybody uh, to see it. Uh, thank you for having this conversation with me. It doesn't end here. I'm really excited because on the 23rd of May, uh, they will be, um, it's, what's it called again? That will be airing. Yes, yes on, it's going to be yes. on YouTube Africa, uh, uh, on YouTube, on Netflix's official page um, from 7 p.m. on the 23rd of May, which I'm really, yes. really excited about. There's going to be performances from Teleman, from Nasty C, from Rolene, all of which um, have been part of the official soundtrack for uh, the series. Any parting words for those who are hiding under a rock and not watching Blood and Water? Guys, watch the show. It's really, really good. Um, and I think it's so important that we support this. Um, it's such a huge moment for our continent. Um, I think we are really sh we're showing the world African talent, young African talent. And I feel like Blood and Water is representing our country. Um, so we really just, let's support it. You know, let's support young yeah. talent. And I hope you guys enjoy the show. And guys, Nassisi is on the show. Yes. Yes, acting debut, which is really, really yeah, exciting. Yeah, it was very exciting. Yeah.
And I think a lot of people, are, you know, are always making noise about having young, fresh faces on, on their TV screens. And to have more of this sort of thing happen, we need, uh, we need people to watch and, and to support. Also follow AMA and all the social media networks and, of course, all of the cast as well. So the after-school special takes uh, place on the 23rd of May on uh, Netflix's YouTube page. Make sure you tune in. I'm really excited. Uh, and all yes. the best with the, with the rest of the show. Thank you so much, Tando. This is, I'm literally, guys, I'm acting cool right now, but inside, you must know, Uguti, <laughs> my heart. I cannot believe this. This is crazy. Amazing. And if you, wow. didn't, you didn't get to, uh, to catch the entire conversation, I will put it up on uh, Spotify and on Apple. And of course, you're going to save it as well, Amma. And it will be on yes. your page. I'll put it on my page as well. Thank you so much, everyone, uh, for tuning in. Shout out to you, Amma, for taking time to speak to me. And all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you so much, Sandor. Bye. Bye.